Hello, you beautiful people. My name is David Vieira. I'm joined by Abe and Charlie Maderos. Welcome to the Redox Cinema Podcast. Woo! Y'all, we are back with another episode. How y'all doing today? It's cold in here. I'm sorry. I had to open the window because I get hot very easily. This room gets hot very easily. So okay. yeah, but it's still cold. So I'm, I'm, it's better to be cold than to be hot. At least I'd rather that. That's fair. Uh, wow. All right, guys. So after 13 years, right? 13 yeah. years, 11 years, or whatever. 13 after 13 years, years we're finally we back finally... to recording a podcast. Episode. Yeah, no. we took a 13-year <laughs> break forever. <laughs> We've been away for too I long. I know, too long, too long. Oh, you guys, end of this, <laughs> end of the year just gets really busy. Um, but as I was saying, after 11 years, 13 years, I don't know. The, it's 13. 13, right? Yeah. After 13 years, um, we finally got the sequel to Avatar. James Cameron finally did it. Was it anticipated in the United States? I would say a lot of people are like, eh. But I'd say worldwide, a lot of a lot of people wanted to see this. Movie. I was one of those people that was like, eh. You were yeah, one of those people real. that were, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I told you guys. Mm -hmm, like, you did. Yeah, I didn't really understand. Like, this movie right before, I would say, like, when they were, they were first talking about making them, people got excited. And then for whatever reason, the past couple months, this movie started getting so much hate online. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? What what made people just switch up out like that on it? Um, which I don't understand. That's very, that's unwarranted in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I think probably overseas, people were more excited for it than here. But now I think that since it came out and people have watched it, they have changed their opinion. If I can just come to my own defense for a hot minute, um, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the style of movie and genre for Avatar is not necessarily why I try to go to the movies and why I would like to, you know, necessarily why I love film and whatever. So, you know, the first one, I, you know, I watched it and I remember being in awe, but it was also like 2009. So yeah. Like I'm trying to put myself back there and I was like, bro, how old was I? I was what, like 13, not even 12? No. Nine no, years 11 yeah, yeah yeah something like that so i was like you know processing that at that age in the theater it was not what it was like processing this in the theater you know what i'm saying so i think i had a different appreciation for it going in this time but i think that's why you know some people don't love this kind of action movie and some kind of you know the blue people people are like what the hell is that yeah no that's true but it confuses me because you see how popular marvel movies are and it, I don't know. It's a it's a CGI blockbuster. It should be you know <laughs> it should be appealing to people. But so. it's a it's not an IP that's been um been around for a while. Like Marvel has the comics. Marvel's no, it hasn't been around I mean? for a while. But it is the top grossing movie. It is of the all top time. which is and it's crazy. Not, which is crazy. And in terms of relevancy, because of the fact that MCU just pops things out, people are constantly. No, no, of course, of course, of course, of uh, course. But like the reason why, you know, it took so long is because James Cameron wants to keep pushing and pushing the limits and they had mm -hmm. to develop new technologies. The technology wasn't ready yet Oh yeah, mm -hmm. to continue exactly. making the sequels to this movie. So uh, now that it is ready, my God. What yeah. Hell of an experience. What an experience that was. And I'm just going to say here, you guys have to see this on IMAX or Dolby. Don't see this in a standard format or don't wait to go on streaming or coming home. Please 
run to the theater and watch this movie. Pick the right time, the right place, the right theater to watch this movie. This deserves to be seen. Get a good seat. In a movie theater and get a good seat. Like I'm really, I'm being serious. It's a long movie. So take your time to watch this. You know, pick the right day. Go to the bathroom you know, before. You know, be patient with it. You don't need to go right away. Don't drink Starbucks um, before you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Charlie had some problems right before yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, this was an absolute experience that everyone deserves to see. Even if you don't want to see it, give it a try because it was, it was worth it in my opinion. Yeah, to go to the movies and see this. I think so too. I I want to just like s- stress the fact that I hate 3D movies. Facts. Like, and I don't remember what the last time I saw a 3D movie was, but probably the original Avatar. Maybe, maybe. But after seeing Avatar two yesterday, I am almost to the point where I'm. I think I would say this is a must watch in 3D. I think it's a must watch in 3D. If you can take yeah. 3D, watch it in 3D. Yeah. If you if you're able to 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 watch 3D, mm-hmm. you know, go to IMAX 3D. I think that's you know how the movie was meant to be seen, mm-hmm. and it really the 3D enhances the world. It like puts you in that world. I felt like I was living in Pandora with them for three hours and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, do do watch it in 3D. It's <laughs> I feel like the the last time I watched 3D, it just felt like kind of gimmicky. Mm. almost maybe maybe not the first avatar the first avatar had good 3d but like this is just leaps and bounds what, like, whenever i think of 3d i think of spy kids 3d yeah yeah they, you know, <laughs> they throw the things at Yo, the screen that yeah they crazy. do all the 3d yeah. gimmicks where the stuff's yeah. supposed to come out at you or like oh oh you know what I, uh what movie i did see in 3d it was um, the amazing spider-man 2 i oh. think and i remember like one of the last scenes is like he shoots a web and it comes out in slow motion out at you they always do those 3d yeah. gimmicks this movie uh it was more to avoid subtle. those. I, they yeah. had them. It was more subtle. They yeah, definitely it's had more. Them, it, it, it's they were not good in your face like that. Good with yeah, yeah. It was in good faith. It wasn't. It was good. It was tasteful. It wasn't. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Um. But oh my god, the very, the very like first scene where you you're in the forest and you see uh I'm forgetting her name already. Natiri. Natiri like pull the hunting, arrow. pull the arrow. Yeah. And you just have like the leaves of the forest like really close to you, and her face is like literally in your face. I'm like, my goodness, this is. Yeah. What a way to start a movie. It was crazy because for me, my eyes were 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 kind of stinging because I, I think I hadn't seen a 3D movie in so yeah. long. Mm-hmm. And my eyes were like, yo, what are you watching? Yeah. Like, shut this off. But as it, w- as it was going, my eyes was adjusting and understanding, okay, all right, yeah, right, we're good. <laughs> it was weird for me at first. I don't know why. I don't know if, if I'm the only person that felt like this. Yeah. I definitely... I can I can see what you're saying, but I feel like my within like the first ten fifteen minutes, yeah, my you, eyes adjusted. You adjust, like, you one hundred percent adjust mm-hmm. to it. Um, I do have one critique about the three D, but I guess I can leave that after for when we say like what we liked, what we didn't like. But um, go watch in three D. It's yes. it's worth it. It's worth every three D. It's but, worth the thirteen year wait. <laughs> David, do you want to do the yeah? With that summary, being said, or do you want to do the likes and dislikes? Let's and um no no let's uh Abe, can you do the summary? Tell yeah. what the movie's about, and then we'll go into ratings right away. So for people who haven't seen this, um, you can listen to our ratings, and then you can shut the podcast off and go watch the movie, and then come back and listen to what we thought of it. And yeah, yeah, but all right, uh, Avatar: The Way of Water. Um, Jake Sully and Neytiri have formed a family and are doing everything to stay together. However, they must leave their home and explore the regions of Pandora when an ancient threat resurfaces. 
Jake must fight a difficult war against the sky people, aka humans. Um, Abe, can you start off giving me one thing you didn't like, one thing you did like about this movie? Ooh, you want the good news or the bad news first? Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Yeah. Um. All right, I'll start with the bad. So, this is my one critique of the film, or I, I think there's probably if I watch it again or whatever, I'll probably find things that you can obviously nitpick, but. My biggest thing with this film is that the for people who don't know they uh, they use a different frame rate for this film. Mm-hmm. So now you can give me the specs on that specifically in terms of like what it was. It was like forty something, forty eight frames per second. And did it switch between? It frame switches rates? between frame rates. So okay. it's usually a classic movie, just film in general. You shoot twenty four, right? Um, and then with this one, um, just like The Hobbit, uh, to to give an example, The Hobbit was shot awesome, 48 frames per second. Mm. Um, so Avatar did the same thing. So with that, and I don't know if it was a combination of the 3D with the change in frame rates, there were times where I felt like I was like in a video game in a bad way. Like there were times where it felt so much like a video game that it took me out of it being a movie. And there were times where I was telling Charlie, there was one scene in particular where there was a scene happening and it felt like a video game cutscene where like triangle was going to come up and you just had to like button smash that thing. <laughs> and I was like, bro. Oh my God. I was like sitting there and I was like, yo, what is happening? Like, am I supposed to be doing something? <laughs> but with that being said, it was still visually stunning. And, and I think that was just one thing that that kind of threw me off to, to watching it. But what I loved about this movie was the world building. And it's weird to say because they've already built the world of Pandora with the first movie, but this goes even deeper into Pandora, into a world that we haven't even actually seen, um, and into like a family dynamic we haven't seen, you know, different dynamics, right, than we saw in the original um, film. And the world building was spectacular, like that putting me in that world and you know maybe it was you know there's a credit to the 3d in that where everything self felt so up close and personal you felt almost immersed in it but um everything that the detail that james cameron puts into these worlds is insane and that's i think his best quality as a filmmaker is he's so detailed in the world that he he's creating and he wants to make sure that you feel like you're in that world mm-hmm. and that is the best thing about that about this movie point blank period yeah that's the best thing about this movie. And for that reason, you should go watch this film. And I don't care who you are and what genre of film that you like, because I wasn't too excited about the movie. Um, just because, you know, I I don't really, I didn't really remember too much about Avatar 1. I don't remember like having a like a, an experience of like, oh my God, it was amazing. Um, like I did with like Dune and other movies. But I had a very, very great experience watching this film. So I recommend anybody go watch it. Wow. Great, great recap. I like that, uh, Charlie. I'm, I'm on the same boat mm-hmm. with my likes and dislikes. The dislike is the switch between frame rates in the movie. It, there are certain scenes where it cuts to like a close up and it's shot in 24. You can very clearly tell it's shot in 24, mm-hmm. and then it goes out wider and you and it's shot in 48, and it and it keeps popping between that. And I'm like, the inconsistency is driving me insane because I am a camera person. Mm. I notice those things and. Uh, I just wish it was more consistent. I wish mm-hmm. they picked one and just stuck with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and with that said, I do think I would have preferred if the whole thing was just in 24. I, I agree. I don't think I would have minded if it, if it wasn't. There are some 
elements where you look at the 48 frames per second and you're like, wow, crap, that yeah. looks really nice. That looks really clean, very fluid movements. Uh, but I, I wouldn't have minded if it was just in 24. I have a question for you. Yeah. And you might know that you guys might know this better than me because I'm, I'm not as great with the technical stuff. But I know that um, we were talking about how they made the movie and there's a smart motion capture stuff. And mm -hmm. it's almost like how they make video games, right? Yes. So the 48 frames is what I got from that. Could they have done 24 frames while using that same technology or was yeah. like 100% right? Yeah. Okay. The, so then, yeah. What that is is just the camera because okay. essentially what they're doing is they put everybody in the motion capture suit mm -hmm. and they're in like big green screen or blue screen rooms and there's a camera operator actually like filming what's happening. Right. And all the CGI stuff is done in the background. So like they're actually capturing the actors live as if they're making any other type mm -hmm. of movie. So it's all in the camera what they're what they're filming gotcha. in the camera. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think they should have just done the whole thing in twenty four frames. Yeah, uh, the, the bouncing back and forth was kind of distracting. Uh, to the general audience, it might not be because they are like, oh, I think some I people really might notice. not catch it. In, yeah, in but, yeah, but for me, I like know, I, I always have my eye out for that but, stuff. I notice it, and I'm like, hey, I, yeah. I think the general audience would not know what it is that was unsettling them, but I feel like they'd be unsettled by it. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's definitely noticeable to the point where you're like, I'm not sure what is going on here that's different, that's weird, but like there's something. Yeah. And and it's weird because going back to what you said about the video game cutscene thing, I felt that as well mm -hmm. during some scenes. I'm like, wow, this looks like a cutscene to an amazing looking video game. Right. Uh I don't I, want that. I know I know that it's forty eight frames per second, but it feels like it's higher at those times because mm -hmm. I, I play I play games on PC, right. whatever. I have 144 hertz monitor. I play games at 144 FPS most of the time. It felt faster than that, right, sometimes. bro? Right. <laughs> it felt crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, this movie, it, it felt more fluid. That's for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. James um, Cameron put the crack in that thing. Oh, yeah. What the hell he was doing with that? But damn, it was crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, and maybe, and maybe it's just maybe we're not like super used to seeing that in a film, and maybe it's just unsettling at first, but. My first reaction was a not a necessarily a positive one. Mm. I would say, I I don't I don't hate it, but it is a dislike of mine. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I don't hate okay. it. I can still live with the movie as it is with the frame rate bouncing back and mm -hmm. forth. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite is what Abe said: the world building and just my fascination from seeing how it's captured behind the scenes and then what it turns into in final production mm -hmm. on the screen. It's insane, dude. It's it is, absolutely it, it insane. Is, it is. I was watching some videos just before we started doing this podcast, like before you got here, Davi, I was mm. watching uh, behind the scenes and they're just, you know, full blacked out motion capture suit with the little uh, sensor thing in front of their face, capturing their facial movements and the camera ops just following them. And they're in a warehouse room. Everything's just like green screen or fake or nothing's actually really there and they're just pretending the whole time that they're seeing all this stuff so the imagination that the actors have to have is incredible mm -hmm. and for that to translate into the movie is awesome because they're not seeing yeah. what it's looking what we're mm -hmm. seeing what it looks like in the end they're pretending the entire time so shout out to the actors for having yeah. the skill set mm -hmm. to do so uh and for the cgi team this is i th i think i can say this confidently by far the best cgi you'll ever see in your life oh yeah i, there's I didn't nothing see any comes, miss in cgi yeah. with this movie there's <laughs> nothing that comes even close and 
you can see that from the budget of the movie. I think this movie has to make like two billion dollars to make a profit, to break even, yeah, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, it it is a technical masterclass once again from James Cameron, and he's always been pushing the limits, pushing uh, the studio as to what he can achieve, what they can do. He's been doing it ever since Titanic, and yeah, I can't. Avatar three and four are supposed to be like insane, like out of this world, mm-hmm. from what I've been hearing. So I'm I'm excited to see it, and I'm yeah. glad that it's only going to be like a two year wait for Avatar three instead of thirteen years. It's yes, great. yes, mm-hmm. confirmed. Alright, that's what they said. Yeah. Hopefully, Bro, he doesn't no... want to do the whole experience in like VR and make you be <laughs> yeah. an, an you, you, Avatar. You yeah. turn into a Navi, yeah, and, like <laughs> experience that's the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, with me, um, I'll start with the dislike too. Uh, I think coming in, I already knew that this was going to be a dislike uh, from what I was just reading about the story and what, because the scale of this movie is so big where you have to keep um, the story simple. You have to keep the writing simple. Um, and I think that was for me. I just felt like the plot was, was too simple. It was very it, standard. It's yeah. just a very standard plot. And I'm like, it's not like, it's something that I'm okay with. It was just a dislike of mine. It's not going to change a score. It's not going to change how I enjoy this movie. Just for me, I was like, yeah, okay. You know, you didn't break, you know, the format of writing with this one. Mm-hmm. But, um, cause that's the stuff that yeah, we really love. That's the stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's like, what I really enjoy yeah. is the writing and is, um, character development. And mm-hmm. I felt like with this one, um, yeah, you know, yeah, standard. W- it, they, it does what it has to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it keeps it like I said. It keeps it simple so that the general audience and everyone else can enjoy it. But it, like I said, I wish it. You know, you added more spice to yeah. it. I, I do wonder that, like, because now there's going to be three Being movies exactly, in, in yeah. quick succession, mm-hmm. that there's going to be a lot more opportunity for character development over these next couple of films. Yeah. Um, and just like you know. The story is just over this much longer arc, mm-hmm. so I, I I'm wondering if that's where that's gonna come from, mm-hmm. and I really hope that it is because yeah. I would love to feel some emotional attachment to the characters yeah. for sure, um, or, or a more emotional attachment to the characters than I already do. Um, but yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Yeah, with that, and some, I'm I'm sorry, but there was some dialogues that I was like. You really didn't have to say that. <laughs> you really. <laughs> but again, it didn't. Honestly, it didn't bother me as much as it does with some other movies because of other factors. It gets a pass. Because of the world building, yeah. because of me being so immersed. Yeah. It, I, I gave him like, ah, I'll let it slide. <laughs> is it a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see when this whole world and this whole story, you know, is fleshed out from, mm. from the start from Avatar 1 all the way up to 5. I don't know how many stars are doing. But. Yeah, that was the the critique from the dislike of mine. But what I really loved is I'm on the same boat with you guys. I, literally, as soon as I sat down, the first scene started, I was writing it. Mm-hmm. it. It was crazy. It was crazy. From the first minute to the end, I was in this movie. Yeah. From it, it's it's something that is so impressive to do. Like that's not any director can do that. Right. Can put you in a film. Where you feel like you're in there, where you feel like you're part of this world. And, That's what James and Cameron make you did. You want to be there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. It like I felt like I was part of them. I felt like I was there with them, going around Pandora with them. Like that. That's that's so hard to do. Um, and that's a lot of props to James Cameron because, yeah. um, 
that's impressive directing and to the actors from, and yeah. to charlie's point yes. because mm-hmm. of the fact that there's so much imagination that has to go into the acting of this stuff and of course we see all the cgi with you know what the characters actually look like and whatnot but i think that their imagination as being able to play um you know the characters and in, in, in imagine this world that james cameron is trying to trying to portray is crazy so yeah. In a, in a film where I don't think I will be praising the actors a ton for their performance, I think there's a lot of props that need to be given for that yes. fact. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, that's that's this movie, guys. This movie is... It's something that will go down as a historical um, feat in cinema. Yeah. You, can't, you, you can't say that's not a fact. It is a fact, I think. Um, I think 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it's a movie where, you know... People will show their grandkids or show their children. You know, that's that's just like how it is with um, Star Wars, how it is with Jaws, Back to the Future. Like, those are movies that are staples in, in film and have progressed the technology in film. And it's the same thing with this movie. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to give a rating and I'll pass it around. I'll start with me. Um, one thing, I'm going to go on a small tangent real quick. Um, as I was saying, um, movies like Star Wars, Back to the Future, Jaws, um, trying to think of a um, Space Odyssey, like all those movies, those are those are films that are that are that are it's they're classics, but classics where they're breaking st- new ground. You're breaking new ground, but you can still watch today. Why? Because it pushed the movie, it pushed the technology and film to the heights at where it was at the time, and that's what Avatar does with this movie. You know, that's what Avatar is. Avatar is pushing technology of film through its like massive heights where you see it and you're just amazed right that's that's a blockbuster movie a blockbuster movie is that blockbuster movie is pushing the technology it is pushing everything that you have to create this beautiful world where you feel immersed and that's what it does right and i'll keep saying this you have to see this in theaters you have to go to the movies and see this because you won't you watch this thing on your phone, you're gonna fall asleep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have, you know, it, it's it, it's it's upsetting if someone goes, eh, "I'll just I'll just wait." Yeah, I, it, nah. it really. It, I'm not wait till it comes to Disney. Yeah, it's just, don't wait don't till it comes don't to do Disney it because Plus. this is, as I'm saying, like this is a historical moment for movies, um, and I know in the United States demographic, a lot of people are like, "Eh, I don't really care about it." But this is this is what's gonna shape technology for ten years from now. You know, yeah. this is like this is like that's what Avatar did in two thousand nine and this Avatar is doing the same thing. Um it's shaping film technology for the future. That's James Cameron. Yeah, that's what that's what he does. He did it with Titanic. Yep. You know, he's done he's done it with Terminator. Mm-hmm. It's just like that's what he does as a director. Oh, that's why I say you have to see this in the in the in the in the theaters. All right, so with that being said, I'm sorry. Um Avatar, The Way of Water, is an exceptional film that, again, should be enjoyed in theaters. Even though the writing was standard, um, the CGI, the world building, the scale that is this film, it deserves the praise it gets. And I'm giving this film... Oh, bro, Jesus just say the damn number. <laughs> Eight, no, 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 okay. 8.9 out of 10. <laughs> right. Good score. It's a good score. I thought I was going to have to fight you for a minute. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Abraham, go ahead. Me? Uh, yeah, ditto everything that we said. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man. I, w the thing about this is that I wasn't too excited going into this movie, and I left very satisfied. And I was immersed the entire time, and I was entertained the whole time. And it was great, man. James Cramer is something else. So for me, again, this is not my cup of tea of a film. Like in general, like what I would go for, like to the movies for. But you can't knock the technical aspects of it. You can't knock what it does for cinema and the brilliance of James Cameron, all that stuff. So for me, uh, I'll probably do an 8.7. That's still a fair score. Yeah. That's my score. Yeah. I would say I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, by the end of the movie, I was looking over at our friend Andy, and he was just like holding his head, like, like mind blown. And I was kind of just like looking at him. I was like, fucking did it again man James he did. did he really did he really did. did it again i thought I, I didn't think that this could top the first one but it did top the mm -hmm. first one for at least mm -hmm. for me yeah uh so i i thought that part was phenomenal um i don't want to say too much else more to drag this on but uh there is one element i think probably because it's james cameron and he's a old soul and whatever there are elements of this movie that i felt like wow they don't make movies like this anymore mm. you know mm. and we said that with Top Gun. Yeah, I, it was sim a similar thing to Top Gun, right? So I, I don't know. There were some aspects where I was just like, "Wow!" The, like the 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 magic of movies came back again through it, this. It's like, blockbuster. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. what it is. It's the yeah. blockbuster genre. Exactly, exactly. But but the blockbuster genre done with soul, passion, mm -hmm. not a a machine and to coming out and make money. pumping out every six months. Yeah like what marvel has been doing obviously they have their hits right marvel comes out with some that are like wow that's spectacular mm -hmm. um but like this took 13 years yeah, of this man's is life, like you know? this is on like the level of fast and furious like this is <laughs> <laughs> shut the hell up before i smack you son <laughs> don't ever disrespect oh. this um but for anybody who doesn't know charlie watches titanic like twice a week so charlie's a no i haven't watched James titanic Cameron. in probably like six months Damn! So, wow. yeah, it's, it's quite a lot. Are you okay? Time. Yeah, but I might have to watch it tonight now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anywho, yeah, I will give this movie a nine out of ten. Right. Yeah. I will say right now, if if he did the whole thing in twenty four frames, it easily gets in the nines for me. Yeah, it easily gets in the nine for me. I think if it was just that and a little bit more of a compelling story, um, because there's an element to this movie that I saw coming from a mile away. Yeah. And I even looked uh, at one of our friends. I was like, oh, this is going to happen. Just wait for it there. <laughs> yeah, it's. I can tell it's yeah. coming. They're yeah. kind of foreshadowing it in a way. Um, yeah, it's kind of predictable. But yeah, it, it, I don't care. I don't care yeah. because the movie like you're in the world and it's phenomenal. And it's the m closest thing I've been to actually like being outside of Earth or whatever. You know, it's escapism at its finest. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what movies try to do yeah. all the time anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the, it, just the way that they did it with this movie, they achieved it very well. It, does, it feels like you're living in their world for three hours. Yeah. So yeah. it's awesome. It is. It is beautiful. And with that being said, y'all, we're going to head to our discussions um, with, again, we we're just going to talk spoiler, spoilers. And Charlie, you know what to do. We now introduce the segment of this episode. Spoiler time. This section of our episode contains spoilers. Proceed with caution. We are not responsible for crying, complaining, whining, or any other side effect that may result from listening to this segment of the episode. If you believe you or a loved one is in danger of having this movie or show spoiled to you, stop now and immediately book your ticket for the next showing of this film. Wow. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. 
Um, one thing I just want to get right off the bat, um, we could have discussed in the beginning, but runtime, guys. How do we feel about the runtime? I know the movie was three hours. You're probably in there. Should have been six, bro. You think it should have been six? <laughs> uh, apparently, there's a director's cut, or a, there's a nine-hour cut. I'm sure. Summer. I'm sure mm-hmm. Cameron has. So. Yeah. Um, I felt like the runtime was justified. I, I it's yeah. three hours and ten minutes, but I think like it's justified because it gives you enough to keep yourself interested in the movie the entire time. Uh, just don't do what I did. Don't drink Starbucks before. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're lactose intolerant, make sure that yeah. you don't have that. Make sure you stuff. get oat milk in your coffee. Yeah. Or also, coffee it. just makes me pee a lot. So like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I got up to like I had to leave at one point in the movie to just go to the bathroom again. It was oh, like, you left. God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're to. a fake fan. Goodbye. No, I, bro, yeah, you I couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> Three hours and ten minutes. I held that shit. James and, Cameron, and, and we Jay, don't do intermissions in the hey, U.S. Hey, so. James Cameron said, what, "What are your thoughts about people going to the bathroom?" And he's like, "It's okay. They'll watch it again, anyways." Yeah, that's what yeah. he said. <laughs> I, I, I already have plans to mm-hmm. go watch it again. Yeah, soon. So, yes, I will watch it again, and I'll pick up on the five minutes that I lost. But yeah. that's fine. But, I think I just think compared with um, the first one. And this one, the sequel, the sequel I think has a better rewatchability. Uh-huh. I'm replay value, like replay like rewatchability. I don't know if that's yeah. even a word, but no, uh, yeah, <laughs> like you just want to go back and and see it again. Yeah. I, that's how I felt right. when I left. I was like, I, I need to see this again. Yeah, but I think that will only uh, people will only have that feeling if they saw it in IMAX 3D. I don't think that people who mm-hmm. saw it in a regular format are gonna get the feeling of like, wow, I need to go back and see that again. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to see it and be like, wow, that was a really cool movie. That was great. Yeah. Um, but they won't have the same experience of like feeling like you're in the world and you're like, damn, I want to go back, you know? Yeah, maybe not. So I, I do think that the 3D in this movie is really special. And I think that's a, it's a, it's a must watch. It's a must watch in 3D. Um, nice. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk more about technical? Where, yes. where do you want to okay, go? Okay. No, I'm going. I'm So. Let's talk, let's stay on the techno side right now. From a, a, we know that this is a techno achievement. Yeah. We know from a fact like this is gonna win special effects. This is gonna win. It's a sweep. It's sweep a, it's gonna sweep every yeah. technical award. We know for a fact that's gonna happen. Why do you think that? What stood out to you compared to the other movies that you know we see regularly? Why is it that? I think it's because he pushed the limit, pushed the boundaries of what was possible. He, there's a reason why we waited 13 years. It's because the technology that they wanted to uh, have for this movie wasn't where it needed to be yet. Um, they built like a, I don't know the exact number. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. I think it's 900, 900 gallon tank, something like that. It's something ridiculous, right? They built this huge aquarium tank thing, and they filmed all of the underwater scenes with motion capture suits underwater with a cameraman underwater with the actors underwater and they had a they had like a somehow they made like a sound system inside the water so that James Cameron could speak through it and direct the actors underwater like it's <laughs> just not it's not something that people do water yeah this man loves water he, he does there was a point in the movie where I uh, I was like dude something about this guy in movies with sinking ships is like it just goes together. Zoe, well. Zoe Saldana <laughs> says something about she did a hot ones, um, but she said she was promoting Avatar, mm-hmm. but she talked about how this is like James Cameron's like love letter to the sea and like the water and like yeah. he, he has a very specific and like uh, intentional relationship with like the ocean and you can really see that. He must movie. have gone mm-hmm. sailing a lot as a kid or something. Probably, I don't know. but wow. 
He has a lot of respect for the ocean. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, just seeing that technology because when you're watching the movie, you see like the characters and like how when they're leaving, like, uh, you know, like the bubbles that are coming out of their mouth underwater is super realistic because it actually is real because mm -hmm. they're actually underwater. The hair, the way the hair flows in the water, it was actually there. It's incredible. Kate Winslet had to learn how to hold her breath underwater. All the actors did, but she, I think, had the record and holds like a world record or something for it. Eight minutes. Seven minutes and 15 it, seconds. Oh, seven, I thought it was eight. Yeah, she didn't have to learn for Titanic, so it didn't matter. <laughs> she had to learn the Yeah. Yeah. She, she was on the door. That one. Uh, what about you, Abe? What, what, what stood out to you? Um, in, term, in terms of technical? Technical, yeah. Technical was just like... I think I think the three the 3D was very the fact that it made me not hate 3D was like jarring to me because the fact that I, I I'm telling you right now I can't stand 3D movies like I really really can't stand them yeah so the fact that I was watching it and being like okay damn I actually think this may be adding to the and I couldn't decide if it was adding to the film or like if it was just fine I think that was great because that shows how far the technology has come and how he was like intentional in what he was doing with the film to make it 3D, right? And not yeah. just being gimmicky with it, um, which I thought was incredible. But like everything, the, the way that I can describe it is just that everything felt closer. I think that's the one really big aspect that I liked is that everything felt closer, which made you feel more in the world, right. which I think was a really, really, really intentional thing. And I think it was brilliant because that's his whole thing with these, with these worlds is trying to make the moviegoer feel like they're in it. And and that was what really you know stood out to me is the the that three D aspect that really made me feel like close to them and feel like I yeah, was right like there. full immersion mm -hmm. yeah exactly the only thing I can't imagine if you see this at like a four DX theater or whatever and you get like water splashes in your <laughs> face or whatever <laughs> or you can get out there soaked yeah, yeah, how much water yeah. it might be too much but you might like, drown it's almost to the point where you almost want to feel like something <laughs> yeah like a little little spritz yeah just a little, a little mist just a little mist <laughs> right there because there's water splashing everywhere so i, yeah. I, I don't know it, it, it's kind of interesting because it's like I'm, I'm we're talking about this and it's making me remember uh scorsese's comments about uh like uh theme park ride movies and whatever mm -hmm. and this is one of them but done well <laughs> i don't know it's like how done to, with love it's done with love and with passion, passion. yeah 100 yeah. percent. and it's like this is one that i feel like is like justified you know? yeah um for me there was a moment where i was i think we were halfway through the movie this is when they were like already in the water like swimming so much in the water mm -hmm. and i just stopped and i was like what am i want like, i look i was just like i i can't i can't with this like i was <laughs> just like this is ridiculous. This yeah. is actually crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, and, and I had my two cousins next to me, and they're like, "Yeah, no, this is, this is wild. Like, this is really crazy." And that was for me the technical achievement for me was, how do they do it with the water? Yeah, like that. That was you just. It's a mix you of don't, practical and CGI. You, together. I've never seen swimming like that done underwater done so well in a film. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, we had it in Black Panther, and Black Panther was it was. Not it was, it was not, not even close. It was not, not even, even close. close. You know no. what I mean? That's a recent movie. That movie came. Yeah. It's still out, yeah. and they're swimming underwater. They're talking. They're, they're like, talking underwater. There's no bubbles yeah. coming out of their mouth. There's nothing. It's clear green screen. But it's, like, it's, it's fascinating. The thing with me was it was that it was how 
the entire time I was there, how do you how are you doing this? Mocap. It's it's crazy. It's just it's beautiful to see. Yeah. And okay, but now I have a question. All right. Put technical achievements to the side, put everything out, and let's just look at the story right now. Yeah. Like I said, I thought the story was very standard. Um, and I thought that it was, you know, it did what it had to do. Yep. Right. If we look at the story, um, how do you, how was, what was the feeling, you know, as the movie finished and we were looking at the story and recapping it in your own thoughts? I think what kept the story together was the aspect of losing their son and then the family like bonding together after having all sorts of different like, you know, issues of having to move away from their tribe, learn a, a new way and join another tribe getting bullied by those people from the tribe, you know, the kids having feuds with the other kids and fighting all the time. I think that's where like it kind of pieced everything together is showing the aspect of like the mother and the father will do anything for their children to save them and to protect them. And then that all comes so stick together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's the, the beauty of the, of the story. Uh, the rest of it, you know, we already saw in the first movie, the sky people come to attack. They want to take over Pandora, blah, blah. Like that's the same element from the first movie. Uh, would and you also say, like would you learning. say it's recycled? Would you say it is a recycled story? Uh, maybe, maybe, but I don't know. It's not to the point where it's like so in your face that you're like, wow, they're just rehashing the first movie again. It feels new. That's the thing. Like it feels new. It feels, it feels fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the whole element of like going to another tribe, learning the way of water, which is mm-hmm. the you know the title of the movie. So I don't think it it doesn't really feel that recycled to me, but it does use elements of the first film, like when Sully is learning the way of the Navi and you know learning how to uh, go through the forest and everything. They're doing that again, but now he has a family and they're relearning everything through water mm-hmm. so it's similar but I, here's the thing i feel as though now because i think before it felt fresh it felt new uh even though some people say it's a uh, just a copy of dances with wolves or whatever mm-hmm. um that was pre-disney property right mm-hmm. if i remember so now that avatar is a disney property i think we're gonna get a lot more disneyfication if that makes sense yeah. mm-hmm. with how it's told how the story well everything. it's but here's the thing it, it's 20th century Studios still it's it's james disney. cameron still it's answers disney. to 20th century studio but it's disney but it's, 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 I, I know it's disney. disney i know it's, it's disney. disney everything is they disney. have pandora world whatever at, but at, disney but at disney but it's still a separate property because 20th century studio still allows you to go r-rated and go no, I, with it. yeah, I understand that, but like mm-hmm. they have the they have a reputation to hold. They have the pan, yeah. Pandora at mm-hmm. uh, whatever park, uh, Animal Disney, Kingdom. Yeah, Animal Kingdom. Uh, it's like, crazy. Exactly, it's, exactly. It's exactly. You know, they they have <laughs> yeah. a reputation to hold. They have certain standards. I'm sure that they have mm-hmm. to meet. Um, do I think James Cameron can push the boundaries of that with the studio and fight for? It? Of course, of course. The what man, do you What do you think is the potential drawback to the Disney like connection? Uh, just the family friendliness aspect of mm-hmm. it. 
even though this movie pushed a lot of boundaries. We saw a guy get his arm cut off, you know, <laughs> like in one part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's arrows going through people's heads. There, it's violent. And there were a lot of kids that went to this movie. Yeah. The showing that we went to, yeah. a lot of families bringing their kids to watch it. There was one kid sitting in front of me. He's like, how many hours is this movie? He like took <laughs> off the 3D glasses. <laughs> so like maybe don't take your kid if uh, they can't sit through a three hour, 10 minute movie. Or, or if, if you have like a, or if they're too us. young, you know, yeah. don't, don't take mm-hmm. them. But if they're like, you know, interested, yeah, take them. They're going to have a blast. But mm-hmm. do know it's violent. I'm, yeah. It's pretty yeah. damn violent. Hey, but yo, James surprised. Cameron knows how to do action. Oh this no, for sure. Man, yo, yes. That third act is that crazy. Act. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude loses his arm and goes flying. I was like, yo, this is PG thirteen. My thing was like, we when had they were two f bombs. Sh- I think. And I was like, whoa. Oh, I, I missed completely missed the f bombs. But I remember my my favorite was when they like infiltrated the ship right at the end mm-hmm. and like were just taking people's stealth like one by one. Yeah, that yeah. Was fire. That was gas. Incre- incredible. Yeah. I forgot where I was. The Disneyfication, the family friendliness of it. I think we. Uh, it depends on how the studio feels. I feel like they're gonna give James Cameron a lot of control. Uh, hopefully, they don't, you know, pull back too much or fight back with him too much on it. But the, I feel like that could be a detriment to the future movies. Is mm. trying to make it more family friendly, trying to make it more. And do you think you know, this film corporate? Mm, do you feel like this film was held back by that a little bit or no? Uh. Some parts I felt maybe, but then it got to the third act, and I saw a guy lose his arm, people getting <laughs> shot through the skull, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, nah, nah, it didn't. But I, I just, uh, whenever something, whenever Disney buys something, I get nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like to add to to why um, maybe I don't think it's Disneyfication. I just think it's the world is so big and there's so much that you have to do. But with me. Specifically, my critique with the writing was because um, the good guys are good, the bad guys are bad. There's no death mm-hmm. in some aspects. I feel like we don't get, um, I feel like we only get the bad guys, their bad death, and the good guys with the good death. You know what I mean? I feel like it's we, they don't explore um, some other, I don't know, like Jake Sully fully and some of his, some of his bad qualities. Mm-hmm. I think they could go into that. As a father, because a father's not perfect. I do think we saw some of it. We that. saw some of I it. Think that, okay, did, actually, did. I'm going to stop you right this here. This movie was more about the children, though, for sure. Yeah. But there was, they were sh- not shoving it in a bad way, but like it was very prominent how like he is too overprotective as a father, father and he treats you not necessarily as like a, a parent son relationship, but almost as like, this is a squad. This is a, you know, the yeah. this is like we're a militarization of our family because we're all, you know, we're, we're all registered weapons. Like we can all kill a million people if we wanted to. And like he, you see that in the way he treats his kids, right? Like in 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 his like you listen to my orders and that's how it goes and blah blah blah. He doesn't try to get to the root of why his kids are doing what they're doing, but you know, he's all like listen to my orders, follow what I'm doing blah blah blah. blah. So we got that. And I think that sure. there will be an additional way to explore that. I think what, yeah, what I'm adding is I think with this movie, it felt like another Avatar one mm. where they were reintroducing you back to the world and yeah. showing you, hey, there's more to this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more. Here you go. Here's the people living in water now. And just wait, because the next one, I'm going to show you how this world is even bigger. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what he's going to do. Yeah. He's slowly, he's slowly sh- developing this world to showcase how deep it is yeah. and, and I the think depth it, of it I think and i think that the, and i i know i'm critiquing it but yeah. i think i think he's 
I think he's strategic, strategically mm-hmm. um, writing it. I think there is a good plan. Yeah, I think there is a good plan. I know I'm critiquing it right now, but the story is not done. No, no, no. I, I think to simplify what you're saying, it's uh, the, uh, Avatar 1 is like a pilot to a series. Yeah. Yeah. And then Avatar 2 is now the Disney acquisition and him making the franchise mm-hmm. and him being like, boom, here it is in its full you know, kind of scope, uh, well, a taste of the full scope, mm-hmm. and we're just going to blow this up now because I think they have six movies planned. So I have a couple things to say to that. I think you put it perfectly. Uh, Davi, I think you said exactly right. Like, I think um, this was a reintroduction into the world because it's been so long. There's people who haven't even probably seen Avatar 1 who are mm-hmm. seeing this for the and first time. And I honestly time. don't think you need to see the first one to see You uh, might not Ava- need you, to. You really don't. You might not need to. Yeah. They, I mean, I think it gives Except you some the context. Kernel, the kernel, the, yeah. that aspect. Yeah. But... but and understanding Sully and, and yeah, uh, yeah. And but like at the cars. same at, at the same time, um, what you're talking about, I thought that you brought up a really interesting point is how he's strategically building up this world to be bigger and bigger and bigger, which can be incredible. Mm-hmm. But I'm worried about mm-hmm. for the exactly what you're talking that, about. That, yeah, that maybe yeah. these characters and how the depth of the characters might potentially get neglected because of we're focusing so much on the world. Mm. And I think that that is something that I'm going to be cautious of in the next two movies. And am I going to see some development in characters that make me be like, oh, damn, like I'm connecting to this person or like, wow, that's that's deep of this character. Or am I going to be like, oh, damn, Pandora is just bigger. Yeah. Pandora is just crazy. (laughs) To to come to that aspect, I think what they have to do is allow James Cameron to direct, do his whole world building, whatever, all this stuff, technical, have someone else write the movie. I buy that. He is... One of the main writers of of the Avatar uh, films, mm-hmm. but uh, you can clearly tell that that's not his strongest Strong suit. suit. Mm-hmm. No, it's you know? not. Yeah, there's some, like you said, some of the stuff in some of the writing in this movie is questionable. But he had other writers. Whatever. It was three writers. Yeah, there were three writers, but just give it to good writers. Give it to great writers. Mm-hmm. You can oversee it and like you know make edits and shit if you're James Cameron, just whatever. But don't actually like be part of the writing process yeah. just to make the writing. The best it could be. Mm-hmm. Give them an outline, whatever. Make the uh, make other people write the lines. Yeah, and and develop the characters that way. I buy that. You focus on the world building, the scale, pushing the technology of filmmaking to new levels. Mm-hmm. Who knows the next? Like by the time Avatar Six is out, maybe we can turn into an Avi for real, bro. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no, like it's just like I said, grow a tail. Some shit. of the dialogue, male deals. My gosh, I was like, yo. Give me an example. <laughs> there was a spider. Oh my gosh. She was horrible. Has, yo. She's horrible. She's horrible. It's the, it's, the, it's the worst miscasting I've ever seen in anything ever. Oh my God, bro. That's, He's okay. trash. So I want to bring up a point. We're going to table this, con- this conversation that I'm about to bring up. But I want to I talk about whether or not we are overrating this movie because of the technical aspects and yeah. how visually stunning it was. Because of some of the things that are really <laughs> problematic with the story, but I'm gonna table that. Go ahead, and talk okay, about okay. Spider. Can I can I just quickly say the reason that we overlook a lot of the dialogue issues, character development issues, all that stuff, and the and the horrible horrible character that is Spider, uh, <laughs> is because James Cameron like just makes you feel like you're part of the world, where he yeah. holds out a yeah. whole. Uh, like swimming lesson for the kids for like 30 minutes of the movie. Like you're, you're in yeah. the water, they're learning how to uh, breathe, control their breath, whatever, go underwater. It's just little things he does to make it feel like you're in the world and to experience mm-hmm. that with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also part of storytelling, but right. that's like where he excels in storytelling. Yeah. 
uh, when it comes to characters like Spider, no. You don't need Horrible. to say bro every single time. Like, you really don't. Like, they I, really yeah. kept, they, they kept saying bro. I don't know if that's us. Maybe I say bro all the time, but you it's, do. I do, right? You See? are Spider. They, yeah. they cast a Davi as Spider. <laughs> they cast a Gabe as Spider. Dave is the one. That kid over. Uh, for context, no. Gabe is my brother. Yeah. <laughs> that kid overacted left and right. Uh, just the way the delivery of his lines was just so bad. I don't know how he like got into a room. James Cameron watched him read the lines, and he was like, "Yeah, you're the one for the movie." You know, when he has Zoe Saldana, freaking Kate Winslet, all these A-list actors in his movie with a huge ass budget, a billion dollars, basically. And then he's like, yeah, this kid for Spider. There's yeah, a lot of kids in the movie. There's a lot of kids in the movie. And the kids are great. Spider's ass. <laughs> Everybody was good. He was shit. <laughs> he was so bad. I'll oh be my real. Gosh. I, 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 I think there were things about Spider that I was like, yeah, he was just cringy. But I didn't think he was like horrible. Like, I thought he was Dude, passable. He was passable. Okay, I looked he at did Spider, what he had to he do. Was I get you. No, no yeah. I'm with no, you no, on no, that. I looked but at Spider and I'm like, like okay. Tarzan looking kid. Yeah. Like this is he young is Tarzan, Tarzan yeah. in the Tarzan movie. But <laughs> he doesn't say shit correctly and he's like growling at people. <laughs> okay, but that's the whole No, note. but that makes sense. That but makes that makes sense, sense because of where he grew up. I that makes sense. That, that makes sense. makes sense. I understand. But like the delivery is just not it <laughs> for this kid. I'll okay? be real. I, I think in, in in terms of his actions and what he was doing, I didn't find his delivery bad. I thought it was when he was delivering lines when it was oh, when I was the lines for me. Yeah. <laughs> The lines. I think his character made sense. I think his no, no, his character sense. makes sense. His the, the the actor they chose for the character did not. All right, like, they needed to switch that. I, I'm about to potentially poke a hole in this this entire plot of this film. So I, I want to bring this conversation. Up. Go. Um. The entire plot of Quaritch coming back. That is one thing, right? Like Quaritch, the general or yeah. the uh, colonel, colonel, whatever. Yeah, colonel. Yeah, no, he's the general. I think. The general. Because Colonel is Jake, no? Doesn't he call Jake Colonel or Corporal? He calls him Corporal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Corporal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's the, he's the Colonel. He's the Okay. Colonel. So, whatever. He comes back as the Navi, whatever. I get it. This is, you know, he's bringing back the villain, whatever. That in itself was, I don't want to say lazy, but it was like, okay, we're making this happen so that the story happens. Great. Whatever. The entire thing of, like, we have to specifically kill Jake Sully to take over the entire Navi planet made no freaking sense to me, bro. No sense to me. Because one, these literally the family gave up. They were like, bro, we don't want to fight anymore. We're literally gonna leave and just go like go out into the to the sea. Right? If Jake Sully was the biggest problem for you to conquer everything that was right there, he just left. He did you a favor to yeah. be able to leave. And now you can just, you know, do whatever it is that you wanted to do that Jake Sully was in the way of. What is he doing that is keeping you from, you know, keeping, you know, the deforestation of the of the of Pandora and, you know, building whatever it is that you want to build? Like, what is it about Jake Sully? To me, it ended up looking like more of a personal vendetta than actually like need for Earth and humans to defeat the almighty Jake Sully. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that part did not make sense to me. Uh, to counter that, I would say the justification for it to rationalize it is Jake Sully used to be one of the sky people. So right. he is the person who understands everything that they are capable of and he knows how to fight against them. So that's why he's a threat and that's why they want to eliminate him. But yes, to conquer all of Pandora, you do not need to just go after Jake Sully. No. Like oh, yeah, you he, 
He maybe is it's not, just them. Maybe it's just he's the not sky the people the being oblivious of what Pandora is, because as it was stated, as the movie was going, they didn't. They don't know the yeah, entirety yeah, of no, Pandora. They haven't explored it. They haven't it. explored it. Like they exactly. said, the, they they spend uh, their aircraft can be like ten minutes in the air before it gets shot down, so they mm-hmm. can't really explore yeah, much. They don't of it. know. So I, mean, I, yeah. I think that. Yeah, I think that that uh, that's a good point, Davi. I wish that if that is the case and that's intentional, of address like, it, address address it more, it more. address uh-huh. more the complete ignorance of mm-hmm. it, because there are some things that they really do know, like the fact that the Tulkun they know that if they go into the glands of the Tulkun and pull out um, that that substance, that it, it completely stops human aging, mm-hmm. like. Things like that, they really know. But then other things, it's like, oh yeah, Jake Sully is the leader of the entire Navi. Like, no, that's just not the case. You can see <laughs> He's that. He's the leader of one tribe. One, one tribe, and there's tribe. Yeah. hundreds, right? Hundreds, we exactly. would say there's hundreds, maybe Possibly thousands. That we weren't aware of. We don't know. You know but, exactly. Yeah. So that's my thing where I'm like, I, I was a li- uh, like, I wanted them more to address that and be like, okay, humans are idiots, which they kind of did, but not in the specific of the trying to attack Jake Sully and and that being the end goal yeah Mm -hmm. i think if they had shown that the sky people were not aware of the water tribe of people at all Mm. it would have justified it a little bit they literally brought up one one time they're like oh that's area we haven't explored yet that's That's, all that's all they basically said like a piece of dialogue that it's easy to miss Mm -hmm. but then it didn't make sense because the the marine biologist guy Mm -hmm. he knew that the tulkun and that the tribe of the water people like they have some sort of connection and whatever Mm -hmm. so he knew that so, I mean, I guess they don't care, right? And I guess that's part of the thing, right? Like humans are stupid. And it's one of those it's one of those things about, you know, w- ignoring scientists type of thing. Yeah. So it's like don't listen to the scientists. They didn't listen to the scientists and the scientist was explaining it. Yeah. And they're oblivious to it. Now. I think that in the, it, for me it just felt like, you know, there were there were some people who had a very clear understanding of what was going on and then sometimes it felt like they were really after this one thing that in the grand scheme of everything they're trying to accomplish on pandora didn't necessarily matter but whatever at the end of the day because it was it's one thing if 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 the story was like okay horch and them are trying to capture jake take his intel use him as a pawn Mm -hmm. to be able to conquer uh, pandora that's one thing but then for them to be like we need to kill and exterminate him and that's how we take over the yeah. planet. That made no sense. Yeah, I think it's it's a mixture of both things. It's a it's a it's uh, them t- trying to take out somebody that knows all of their intel and their capabilities, but also a personal vendetta. Yeah, yeah. I think it's no. both things combined. Yeah. Could they have done a better job of developing that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But that's I think the, it would have enhanced the story. But that's the tough movie. thing with a, a film with the scope is it's so hard it's to so develop hard, that. Yeah. It is hard, but at the same time, when you have when the the studio looks at a, a runtime of three hours and ten minutes and gives you the go ahead on it, uh, it's almost unacceptable. Slap on <laughs> another like twenty five minutes. You know. Yeah. It, yeah. Three hours and ten minutes. You telling me you couldn't insert three lines of dialogue to, you know, basically segue that mm-hmm. for the for the audience. You know. Yeah. No. That's, true. that's all it takes. That's a, that's a good point. Um, one thing we're bringing up with like we brought up the concerns of. Um, is the world just gonna get bigger, bigger, and bigger, and bigger, and we're not gonna get the development that we want with the characters? Um, I'm seeing a lot of interviews with the actors, and they're like, "Just wait until you see three, just wait until you see four. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you guys are not ready, right?" So it just makes me think like there there is a intricate plan. I think there is intricate intricate I think plan, so. but maybe the plan the audience might not like, you know. But um, everyone's just saying it's just. I can tell you this, whatever he's going to do, it's going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if it's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'll end up loving the end product, but whatever he's going to do, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be spectacular. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be worth the watch. Nothing's ever perfect, but you know, I, I, if, if I had to put trust in somebody to be able to make this, it's, uh, what joke did you just make? It just said Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's yeah, not perfect either, but um, that's a different podcast. Outdated, <laughs> outdated CGI, not perfect. All right, anyway, he said outdated CGI. <laughs> uh, yeah, wait till your kids are like doing, being the movie characters themselves, and they'll be like, "Dad, Avatar: The Way of Water is trash." You can't even yeah, be for real. Be like, "Wow, that looks so fake." <laughs> I believe you guys like this. Why are they even blue? Why do they look like Smurfs? Um, uh, sorry. One, one. Yeah. Uh, thing. If there's anybody that you can trust to pull off this whole thing, James Cameron yeah. is definitely the guy. I know you are a James Cameron fanatic, and you you trust him a lot. I do. I you, trust you James do. Cameron. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, I is is he is he uh, in terms of like, uh, you know, character development and like uh storytelling? Is he a Denis? No. Is he? Yeah, uh, he doesn't have a perfect narrative. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't. He, he doesn't. doesn't. He, he doesn't. doesn't. But he knows how to make things of scale and knows how to make you feel attached. But he does. To but that. he does create a perfect world. Yeah. Yeah. But he does create a perfect. He's world. a very good world builder. Yeah. Incredible world builder. Uh, uh, the other thing I was gonna say, I, I was watching an interview with James Cameron that he was doing press for this movie, and he was talking about, you know, oh, I sent in, you know, the studio execs the script for Avatar two, and they're like, they, they're like, this is great. Sent me pages of notes. Avatar 3, same thing. Pages and pages of notes. And he's like, by the time I got to Avatar 4, I sent them the script. They emailed me back and they were like, holy fuck. And he was like, well, thank you. Uh, what other notes do you have? And they're like, those are the notes. <laughs> so, and it just makes you be like, you know yo, like, let's go. So I like, want to so see that the makes me, That makes me feel like things really tie together. Yeah, and yeah. A, like a bow on top of this. And it's like the most perfect thing that you could right. ever imagine. And that might end up, you know, how we, when we originally talked about like Dune, and we talked about how our ratings could change based on the films that come after mm-hmm. and how it all ties together. I'm hoping that, you know, I have the same hypothesis here, right? Mm-hmm. Like that we get to the fourth film and this film ends up being like a 10. You know, but because it, of in the school. Hey, hey, it can be another Game of Thrones and Crash and Burn. Stop it. Stop that. <laughs> it, it could be. It could be. Stop that. It could be. Stop I, I hope it's, it's just not. A, it can't it be. Could it's be. not the same because it can't be. It's not the same because the person who's writing this and doing or doing all yeah, of this yeah. is James Cameron. It's a he commitment. has the control. Yeah, yeah, he has. yeah of course. But, it, but my worry as well is like, dude, by uh, the amount of movies they want to do, and I know they're about like uh, maybe like 70 or 80% done with filming the uh, all of it, the, the fourth movie. Crazy. They're already the, the done thir- with the third the, one. The third movie is in post-production right now. Nine hours. They want to CGI nine hours of the third movie. Yeah. He said he's, he said he wants visual effects for the full nine-hour cut and yeah. then start cutting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to so put those visual effects people into yeah. work. And that's I'm crazy. honestly all props to them because they deserve it. People who work with oh, visual yeah. effects, they get overworked and it's messed up and they should get paid more. They should get the appropriate wages because oh, they, sure. get, they, they better be making bank on this movie. Oh, I'm sorry, they better be making. Dude, they get overworked. Bank. They should no, get. I, I they, get should, they, they should get royalties. Yeah, honestly. they definitely even if it's like should. a half a percent. You know, it's, it's significant money for a movie that's going to make two billion dollars or so. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, uh, yeah, my my worry is uh, by the sixth movie, is James Cameron still going to be around for all that? Like, how, depending on how long this all takes to to come out, I really hope so. I really hope that it doesn't go into other people's hands and because the thing is it's a disney property now 
right? Mm-hmm. So Disney could just be like, you know what, James? You did four of them. The last two, we're going to choose our own director. Stop. And then they go. No, no, he said, but James said that he wants to bring in another director. I'm sure he does. He wants to I'm bring sure in he another does, director. But I, that worries me. That worries me. I don't like that. We've seen what happens when Unless projects get made and then they shift around. You know, the knee will, the knee will turn into look at what cinema, happened, bro. Yeah, <laughs> bro. No, of course. <laughs> but look at what happened to Star Wars. You know, the this new yeah. This when new they trilogy. change directors, you should you should keep it the same director. Yeah, I, agree. I agree. Stay consistent. He's the guy who imagined this whole thing and built the world from his mind. Right. Yeah, Just keep it. Let him run the whole show. Yeah, facts. Unless it's like a a, a thing where you know. If he wants to bring in another director, I want him there orienting the director the entire time. It would be a producer. Yeah, yeah. Could, exactly. On set. But he would need, but, but not breathing the down the director who's neck. like in the back room who's like just like, oh, okay, they did this, great. Like the dude who's in the room and actually actively doing everything that, you know, they, they through the entire process of making the film with the director. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I would want his involvement to be. So yeah. if, if that's not the case, then he needs to direct the entire thing. All of it. That's true. With um, this franchise specifically, I feel like you can um, go up to a random person and be like, hey, have you seen Avatar? Yeah. Can you name me who the main character is? They would not know. The character or the actor? The character. The big, who's the char- who, who is the character's name? Oh. I am telling you, a lot of people will not be able to say it. They would not know his Jane character, but Jake Sully. But also the actor. They don't know who the actors are. No. So, like... That's me. I don't know like, the actors. Um, with the why why with this with, with this movie um in itself in this franchise um we don't really associate with the actors that are, are portrayed in this film like we don't know and it's because they're you know is uh, that bad or they're is it good? 3d characters they're they're cgi characters mm-hmm. that's why they're not live action like you can when kate winslet showed up it took me a minute but then i could the little mole on her lip there i could find i could make out i was like oh that's Kate Winslet's character. Um, but for the most part, you're not really going to, you know, associate them with a human face, essentially. I, I think it's that. And I think it's also to what we've been saying the entire time is the fact that the world is so, like, amazing and incredible that, like, the characters are adding to the world and not the other way around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they are just, they're bonus. Mm-hmm. Almost. You know what I yep. mean? Like, uh, everything that I care about is, like, I almost wanted to learn more about the Na'vi people. I wanted to learn more about mm-hmm. Pandora. I want to learn about the intricate, um, you know, how uh, Awa works and how, like, all of all of the spirit world is kind of connected and how she, like, feels everything and, and all that. Like, I, I want to learn more about that because the world is so um, vast and deep and there's so much going on and it's interesting. And that's what it is that 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 brings me to this movie. It's not the actors, it's not necessarily the characters, and maybe that's because of narrative. But I think that the world is the the star. So, you would say praising just the visuals and the sheer scale of this film still makes it a great film. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I want to add a caveat because I think that. You need to be able to write a great world. Mm. Like the writing of the world and creating all of the intricacies of the world is next level. Mm. Like for, I'll give you an example. Um, the sea people connecting with the Tulkun and being able to have like that, that shared spirit. 
that is next level writing. No, you're right because it, it was a, an emotional moment where you you were getting you get emotional. You're exactly. like holy, like holy shit! It's like you're seeing your mother again. You haven't seen her in a year, and she's coming back home. Exactly, that's what it felt like. Exactly, and like I felt the overwhelming emotion of this this community, this culture. Not so much one person or one character, but the community, the culture, the world. So I yep. think that there's really great writing in that sense of the world. I don't necessarily think that in narratively and char like character wise. So I think maybe I just have to change my lens and how I look at this. I think yes, it's still a great movie for for those reasons. I think it's still a great movie. There's incredible like to be able to develop what he has developed with this and to make you feel what you feel in this movie. It it, it takes something special and it's not just the visuals. It's not just the visuals. He created this from his mind. It cre it's intelligence. It's emotional depth. It, there's a lot that goes into creating this, and there there needs to be props for that. So, regardless of whether the characters are one note or whatever, mm -hmm. I still think there's a lot of props in the writing for just the creation of the world, and mm -hmm. that in itself is is makes the movie great as well as the visuals, the technical stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's like, yo, that's beautifully said. By the way, you said that. Perfect. I came to that conclusion right now. So that's the only reason that like it flowed the way that it did. But like I, I think that the more that I'm the more that I might watch this movie and go back to it and analyze the world and, and, and try to feel more connected to the world than I do the characters, the more my rating might go up. Mm -hmm. Because I think that might be what James Cameron is aiming for here. More about you connecting to Pandora because there's so many elements at play when you talk about the humans mm -hmm. and when you talk about the, the struggle of uh, colonization and all that. Like, there's a lot of themes. There's a lot of and themes. And also protecting really, the ocean and, all of that stuff. and deforestation. It's, yeah, it's almost it's, like the the world of Pandora is the character, is the main character. Yes, that, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the world is the main character, and that in itself should be revered and praised and applauded. And I think that the more that I see it through that lens, the more I'll actually end up loving Avatar. And I, I, I urge people to do that too. You saying that what that whole monologue you went on makes me want to go back and watch it. Right? It makes me want to go back. Get out of here and go back to a theater and watch this movie. James, give me my royalties, bro. <laughs> because <Give me> up. <laughs> it's it's fascinating how someone can do that. It's so fascinating. Yeah. It's I can't do that. Like, no, it's we okay. it's talent. It's exactly, because because I'll put it into perspective for you. Creating and writing a really deep an amazing character that somebody resonates with it takes so much skill mm -hmm. it takes so much skill now increase the scope a thousand mm -hmm. that is next level like it's not even just skill it's in, it's like next level intelligence that mm -hmm. that takes so like that in itself is crazy so the fact that this man can't write good lines for spider i don't give a shit <laughs> and like it doesn't it doesn't matter right like at the end of the day it really doesn't matter because the world, the world building is is deeper than any character than you could ever expect to dive into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there was there were some points in the movie where you're like, I don't want to see these characters. I want to see just the world straight up. <laughs> there were some parts where you're mm -hmm. like, let me see the world more. Mm -hmm. I want to see more of it. Yep. You know, and that's something that James Cameron actually fought with the studio over in the first movie. Because the scene where they're flying in the air on those animals, I forget what they're called. Mm -hmm. um, the studio wanted to cut that short. They're like, okay, we see it. Like, you get it. There's no need to stretch this out for this long. And he's like, no, no, you need you need to hold it for its entirety. Yeah. That's the whole purpose is like it 
puts the the viewer in that world with them and makes it feel like they're there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like and the, that's what he does in the, this movie. The well. example mm-hmm. for me in this movie is when um oh what the heck uh Loak mm-hmm. he uh, him and um Pycon mm-hmm. when they're swimming and they're like that entire sequence of them like bonding mm-hmm. through just being like swimming and yeah. like doing the flips and I was like bro. Play this for 40 minutes. Yeah. Play yeah. it for 40 minutes. I don't care. I'll watch this whole thing. Like, yeah. I, I don't yeah. care. And it made me, like, they, you know, the writing of that was simple, the way that they connected, but the bond that they showed through that entire sequence, and, you know, again, this plays into everything, the visuals, the everything, the CGI, whatever. It was awesome. And yeah. I wanted to keep watching it. And I felt I felt something emotionally watching that. Yeah, because yeah. it's two different species coming together and finding a similarity and then helping one another. Exactly. It's just like, that's what's beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> and it's yeah. simple, it, but it works. Yeah. There, it, there's more to storytelling than just dialogue. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it was vis- the, the visual storytelling in this mm-hmm. film was incredible. Yeah. Phenomenal. My God. I, I was like almost like. You didn't have the uh, characters yeah. to say the line. I was, was, I was almost happening. like tearing up when uh, they were holding the funeral for their son. And then mm-hmm. they drop his body down, and he gets like engulfed, like hugged by all the, I don't even by know mother. What you call Basically, those. she gets by Mother yeah. Earth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they go back and like to the memory or whatever, and see him again and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. that oh, was God, God, bro. That come was on. That's what I'm saying. The third act was amazing. So good. It just the, so good. That third act was phenomenal. Yeah. Again, I just want to see this again. I'm so excited yeah. to watch this. Definitely going to see it again. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh my gosh! It's really crazy. I'm actually mad at James Cameron <laughs> because like there's there's so many narrative things that I'm like this is stupid and I should hate this movie. But like the stuff that he does really well, it's too good to like not give it its praise and to yeah. be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's the wild stuff. Like yeah. we went on a whole thing about how the the plot was dumb, and now I'm like praising. Now we're praising it again. So like this, you're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna sound like I don't know what I want from this film, but like that is how this movie makes me feel. To yeah. be honest, like it. At the end of the day, it's 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 great because the things that it does great is so freaking good. That, it, it's like an excuse for bad dialogue writing, straight yeah. up, essentially. And and but like, what enhances it? Like I, I'm gonna say it again. See this movie. In the freaking theaters, yep. please on IMAX. Like, on IMAX. <laughs> and three D, three D, yeah. It's. I think that's why we're we're visually connected to it, yeah, to greater heights is because of that, mm-hmm. and that's what we that's what we want you guys to experience as well, right? And also, be cautious if you have motion sickness. Yes, do. <laughs> because it, if you crazy. made it this far to the podcast, probably should have told you that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Definitely should have. But. With that being said, y'all, what a great episode. Um, it's This was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And it was just James Cameron, man. He did it again. He really did it again. And despite some of the critiques that I had and Abe had, Charlie had, I think we can all agree that this movie was great. Um, this Very movie good. will be a staple and the movie industry and just in history and it I, I i think we missed one aspect sorry to cut no you yeah off. you can go ahead yeah. i think we forgot to mention uh budget and weekend box office oh my gosh i am so sorry i have um, my notes here because i know the budget of this movie was ridiculous and it has to make two billion to break even so or to make a profit it has to something. make two billion to break even due to all the delays and marketing but christ but um, 
production budget, I think he set it at two hundred million. There's no freaking way. Yeah, that's what's reported. There's but I no think there's way. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. There's no the way pro- the budget the reported was reported pro- the the reported production budget was two hundred million, but I don't think so. I think it was probably four hundred million. They're not really disclosing what it was, but the reason why I think the reason why it needs to break even is because one, this movie had a crap ton of delays, bro, bro, and I'm also sorry. Look, the marketing budget is two times the production budget. Sorry, look, listen, listen. Avengers <laughs> Endgame had a five hundred million dollar budget, five hundred and something million. Well, because those actors are expensive. That's, I, under, that's I understand exactly. that. I understand. <clears throat> that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Forget about forget about that. Mm-hmm. Just look at that movie, okay. Now look at Avatar two and tell me that movie shouldn't at least be cost like close to a billion dollars. No, nah, but I think I think uh, unfortunately I think Davi's point is is exactly right. Like the fact that you have to like you have like a couple A listers in this film. Even Sam yes, Worthington but, is even an A lister and he's the main character. No, of course, of course, and, bro. The fact that what Marvel has to do, the bankroll, the payroll they have to do to just make one freaking Avengers movie is stupid. Like, it's crazy. And that's why they spend all that money and they can't even light a scene correctly. But that's <laughs> that I, like that's what's different about Avatar and, and, and Marvel is that, like, the focus is not on the A-list actors. It is on mm-hmm. the world. The world is the Yeah, star. but even with... You know, hundreds of let's let's say like a hundred A list actors, whatever they many they brought back because they have like everybody, right? Every single character. Mm. It cost five hundred million, right? What what percent of that do you actually think went towards people's salaries versus CGI? Because I think the most expensive aspect of that movie is still the CGI by far, because CGI is the most expensive aspect of any movie. Mm-hmm. So, the technology they had to develop for the CGI of Avatar two. There's no way it only costs two hundred million dollars. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way, unless they're that's talking about that's two hundred million dollars back in two thousand nine when they were planning to make this, and now to uh, to adjust for inflation, this thing's like a billion dollars or something. I don't know, but that's nope. Those numbers are fake, bro. There's no way two hundred million. If James Cameron made that movie for two hundred million, I'll hire the man to make a movie for me. I will make two hundred million dollars somehow and make it. Right. that is they're that is a me, steal. They're telling me two hundred and fifty, but also like I can't. It's Wikipedia, hard to believe those numbers. Wikipedia is saying three hundred fifty to four hundred sixty million. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, the, the the range just doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I don't think see Variety say two hundred fifty million range for production. It's a steal, um, bro. That's a steal. They're pro- Disney's probably like so freaking happy. But that's just production. You got to remember, like guys, that's just production. I understand that's just production, but you're not gonna blow, you're not gonna blow seven hundred million dollars on on marketing. Yo, right? Your marketing like, is double of your production budget. You know that, right? No, no. Yeah, not aware of that. your marketing is double. Yeah, you market more than your production budget. Your production budget will be smaller compared to your marketing budget, always. Yeah, I still don't think I still don't think two hundred million makes because you are marketing to markets around the world. You're just right. not marketing to the market in North America. I get that. There's fifty two. This movie debuted in fifty two markets. Yeah, I get that. But then the math doesn't make sense if it only costs two hundred million to make. Then you have a huge marketing budget, whatever, for it to have to make two billion just to break even. The math doesn't. Just make Robert sense. Downey Jr. in in Endgame, his salary was twenty million. Yeah, so now, similar. now, how many, how many of them do you have to multiply? Like, that's a lot of money, bro, on just actor salaries. So the money you save on actor salaries, 
that James Cameron did with this, like, they have to pay. They have to pay the director salary. Yeah. Well, he James probably would have done this thing for free. <laughs> no, he put some of his money in it. See, <laughs> he put his money. He probably, probably gets. He, he, yeah. Titanic. He, he probably he doesn't get salary for this. He just makes the profit if there is profit. Yeah. There's I mean, way. I know for Titanic, he didn't make any profit. He didn't make a dime, not a penny. There's no way. No, he didn't. So Bro, what happened with no what happened with Titanic is that he needed to go over budget, and so he begged the studio to go over budget. Uh, and then they're like, okay, fine, James, we'll go over budget. We'll do whatever you want to do. I think Titanic is till, till this day is technically still considered to be the most expensive movie ever made, but there's no way so, he hasn't profited to it. No, to no, no. He, so he, uh, he didn't sign any royalty deals or anything with wow. that movie because of how high the budget had to go. Wow. And so the studio okay. afterwards gave him a check, paid him when he was done, when he wrapped the movie, he went back to the studio exec's office handed him back the check that, that they gave him and he's like this is for you thank you for believing in me and going over budget for this movie he gave everything back to them he didn't make a penny for that's crazy for titanic that's, that's love crazy. for this. and that's, that's like the, the that's the number two highest grossing the man has the two highest grossing movies of all time and one of them he made no money for wow it's ridiculous um that's not what he does it for though that's the no, i know that's what that's what that's where i have the it. respect for him yeah, yeah. uh fun uh, sorry I'm no, that was go, all keep, going, keep going. Keep going. Good, good. Uh, uh, just a little fun fact about James Cameron. He didn't go to film school. Nothing. He actually used to be a truck driver. Fire. And as a truck driver, he loved movies. And he said that what he did to learn the aspects of filmmaking is he would make stops at universities, film schools. He would go into their library and make photocopies of all the books and then just read them. Damn, <laughs> so smart. All the filmmaking. Man's books. getting arrested for plagiarism. So no. <laughs> um, that's cool, though. That's so, uh, if you guys are wondering for block bus, uh, for box office uh, reports, so this weekend, um, the global cum as of right now is at four hundred forty-one point six million in total. Uh, yeah, okay. um, that actually came um, under the estimates. The estimate was five hundred million. For this weekend, and they're reporting um, at least 150 million opening weekend domestically. They only opened 135 million. It's not only, but this, like I said, um, these are good numbers. This is not bad numbers. Everyone thinks that this is a bad number. It's not. Let me explain why. Um, this is going to be a movie that's going to have insane amount of legs. Um, you're not going to see it drop like. Viewership, viewership, and from weekend to weekend. Whereas you go a Marvel movie, everyone wants to see it opening weekend, and then the following weekend, there's a significant drop in box office. Mm -hmm. That is not gonna happen with this movie. It happened. It didn't happen with Top Gun as well. It's it's just like the longevity. People are gonna again pick the right day, the right time, the right place to see this film. Yeah, and that's why it's gonna have legs. It's gonna be word of mouth too. Yes, because a lot of people of are hesitant. Yes, people are hesitant. People are and the people like, that saw it this weekend yeah. are gonna be raped. I told probably this past weekend, I probably told a total of fifty people to go see this movie. Yeah, to be like, just go. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. I, like, I'm not exaggerating. I literally was like telling so many people, you have to see this. And I think it has, and I'm not, I'm not comparing this to a Marvel movie, but I think it has that kind of um, quality where there is something that everybody is going to enjoy from this kind of film mm -hmm. where that Billy and Bob who don't give a crap about movies went to the, the showing that we went to and saw it in 3D and IMAX and was like, yo, I, that was something else. Go watch it. 
Like that right. was crazy. So go watch it. Mm -hmm. So regardless of whether or not you know they're sci-fi people or you know whether or not they like James Cameron or they know the actors, whatever. I think this is something where people are gonna be like, yeah, you should probably go watch this. It was yeah. Yeah. like something. And this is the thing about breaking the bounds of filmmaking. It's the same thing what happened with Star Wars. Same thing that happened with like Jaws, things like that. It's like people start talking about how incredible it was to watch, and people will go to the box, go to the movies and see it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what's going to keep happening. And now that, you know, we're a week before school vacations. Yeah. School vacations. That's time, what I'm bro. saying. Like, we're around Christmas families time are going to pick. Too. Like I said, it's in a, it's, it's like going to a doctor's appointment. It's picking the right day, the right time for you to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's not one that you can just be like on a whim, like, oh, let's go watch it. Cause you're going to have to <laughs> yeah. commit three hours. Three hours. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's we, why. We went into Jordan's furniture. It was like bright out. And then when we left, it was pitch black the store was closed they yeah, had us bro. exit immediately right into the cold into our cold cars like, and then so. you saw the, the line for it <laughs> was packed for another for show yeah for the next, showing, yeah, showing, for was the next showing was just packed the hell like so and you know what's God. crazy they're sold out this upcoming weekend yeah that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> they, they, the guy making the announcement before the movie was saying like every single showing this weekend has been sold out so like just make sure that you don't leave any empty seats just push in Make a friend. <laughs> Sit down. Make a friend, yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. All right, y'all. What a discussion. Wow. This this movie deserved an hour and twenty minute discussion. Yeah, facts. Um, deserved two hours. Two hours. We can keep through. going. Um because this is this again, this was incredible. And um it does like I said, it deserves the praise because it is a great movie. And with that being said, y'all, we are we're excited to be back again. Um we apologize for not um <laughs> releasing some reviews of movies that we've seen already um just that it gets busy during the holiday period um and if there's not an episode before um christmas we just want to wish you guys and your family a merry christmas and also a happy new year happy Many, holidays and happy holidays as well hanukkah kwanzaa all of that you guys deserve it you are blessed love you guys see you soon go watch avatar <laughs>